Julian Edlow here for DraftKings. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. Conference tournaments, Final Four, to win it all, you name it, it's all available on the DK Sportsbook app. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code ROSS. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code ROSS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccp.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort located in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario, bonus bets expire 160 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, the number one rated sportsbook app. Although they don't want you listening to this show because we are kicking some serious tookus right now. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman. Yes, if you can't tell, I'm a little bit excited about being up seven units For week two in the NFL, I needed that to get off to a good start. Hit me up on social media, at Ross Tucker NFL, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, even the YouTube page. If you want to YouTube and watch this show, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Trying to get to a 1,000 subscribers there, so please help a brother out. I am not, however... The star of this show, that is one Steve Fezzik, the only two-time winner of the Super Bowl of professional football gambling, the Super Contest at the Westgate Casino out there in Vegas. Hello, Mr. Fezzik. How are you? Oh, I've been better, Ross. My week was not very good for my clients last week, so a huge week one, a bad week two for me, actually. But we move forward to week three. At Fezzik Sports is how you follow Steve and everything he's got going. That's the key, except no imposters, because he really does have imposters. And I've got people that listen to this show that fell for his imposters. So at Fezzik Sports only. And Steve always talks about his power rankings, so I'll tell you mine are available on today's Ross Tucker football podcast. We always start, a lot of shows don't, Steve, but there is truth in advertising. We always start with what we did the week before. We will be a little bit quicker this week with it now that we've got a couple games under our belt. But we go through and we make sure you know exactly how we did the week before. Me, Steve, our best bet so you can track our bets. I mean, you could just listen to last week's show again, but you can track, see how we're doing, and also – if there are trends or things that we're seeing that we should take forward, this whole recap segment is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook because, of course, those are the lines we use, the DraftKings Sportsbook lines. 
For Thursday night, Steve, you didn't have a bet last week. I took the Bengals getting the six points for one unit. Joe Burrow looks like a pretty good backdoor cover. Joey backdoor cover. How about Joey fourth down? I think he was five for five on fourth down. That's that's pretty lucky there, I guess, huh, Steve? Yeah, unsustainable, and I think they got two touchdowns because of those five uh, fourth down conversions. So Bengals covered, but Cleveland was the much better team. I am not going to spend a lot of time on games we lean. We'll just focus on the games where we actually place a bet. Next one up for that was the Steelers and the Broncos. Neither one of us had anything on Rams, Eagles, or Panthers, Bucks. But for Steelers, Broncos, oh, I take that back, Steve. You had, oh, no, that was just a lean. That was just a lean. Um, All right, so Steelers, Broncos. Steelers were laying six and a half. And you put two units on it, Steve. I put one unit on it. It was the best bet. They had double-digit leads multiple times. The Broncos lost their best receiver and their starting quarterback early. But Ben had a horrible interception, and James Conner fell down to three at the end of the game. Steve, I don't know about you, but as James Conner was running, I was doing the math in my head, and I thought, okay, minute 28, two timeouts, they're still going to have to kick a field goal on fourth down. I'm still going to get this, but I didn't take into account that the Broncos used the first timeout at the end of the long run. So it was then, and then after first down, then they had two more snaps with zero timeouts. They were able to run the clock out. Not going to lie, Steve, that one hurt. That was a unit I thought we were getting for sure, our best bet I thought we were getting for sure. Yeah, and you knock out the quarterback and the number one wide receiver goes down. You should cover regardless. So not impressive by Pittsburgh. And I can see the betting markets in general are fading on Big Ben and Pittsburgh going forward. Then we get to uh, Falcons-Cowboys. We didn't have anything. Niners-Jets, we didn't have anything. Dolphins-Bills, I put one unit on the Dolphins. I just wanted to see if the Bills would have the maturity to continue to play well. And they were laying five and a half points on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. My guy, I, I have some quarterbacks, Steve, that I just have faith that they are going to get the backdoor cover for me. I think Joe Burrow's one of them. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick's one of them. And I'll tell you right now, Gardner Minshew's one of them. I swear, Steve, you probably have stats on this, but there are some quarterbacks that find a way to get that win for you at the end, or at least to win the bet. For the most part, I agree agree with you with Fitzmagic. Obviously, he didn't get the memo week one against New England, but uh, it was right there, the backdoor form in that game as well. Great point. Uh, Great point. Let's get to Vikings-Colts. We went head-to-head on this one. Um, I had two units on the Colts. You had two units on the Vikings. I put two units on the over. I didn't think the Colts defense looked good against Minshew, and the Vikings defense is not good. Didn't even get close on the total. Major bummer for me. I would have had even a better day. Colts were laying three points. They smoke them 28-11. Your boy Zimmer is not getting it done, Steve. 
Yeah, line of scrimmage domination, and we knew that the Vikings were hurting on defense. Wow, was that a horrible effort on offense. And Zimmer, historically, off of a loss, 76% against the spread. I got a feeling there's going to be a lot of data points this year of Vikings off losses. I'm not eager to re-enter with uh, the Minnesota Vikings. So I am going to uh, our next best bet was Lions Packers. We both liked the Lions getting six points. I put a unit on it. You put two units on it again. And the Lions were up 14 to three, getting six points on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. We were up 20 to three, and we lost the bet by 18 points. That's hard to do, Steve. Yeah, and if you bet Matthew Stafford as comeback player of the year, well, that pick six he threw to start the second half, that, that one's going to hurt because I don't know if there's any coming back with the Lions at 0-2 and Patricia under fire. The Lions look like a team that um, just are going to underperform all year long. Next couple games were kind of my specialty, taking teams that I think have a chance to win outright, getting the points. The Giants were getting five and a half from the Bears. Bears were up 17-0, but the Giants rallied, almost won the game. So I got two units there from the G-Men and then Jags-Titans. I got the Jags getting 10 and a half points before that line moved like four points. They almost win the game. They lose 33-30. So four units between those two games for me. Then we get to the late games. Cardinals-Washington, we both laid the six and a half points, Steve. It was our final best bet. We both put two big units on it, and the Cardinals came through for us 30-15. to 15. And the Cards are reinventing endgame strategy in the NFL. Get this, Ross. The Cards are up 12, and there's six minutes to play. Four or five times, Kingsbury and company, they air it out, and they just pretend like it's the first quarter. So here's a team that's just going to run that offense regardless of the situation. I love it because no lead is safe in the NFL, especially when you're laying six and a half. I laid six and a half with the Ravens, and that worked for me. Only one unit. I was a little hesitant about Deshaun in the backdoor cover, but I believe the Ravens are the best team in football they smashed the Texans. I mean, the run game, Lamar, their defense. I think the Ravens are awesome. I really do. One unit there. Speaking of the Chiefs, they play Monday night. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, I laid the eight and a half with the Chiefs. It was stupid. Broke my rule. I never lay that many points. Although I'm convinced they, they would have won by 10 or more if Tyrod Taylor started. I think it threw off their equilibrium and their space-time continuum when Herbert started. And that's my story. I'm sticking with it, Steve. Makes you wonder why NFL coaches don't do more of this other than the fines of um, not disclosing who's going to be their quarterback and keep the other team guessing until the very last minute. Yeah, and you know what, too, Steve? Like, he got a shot in his rib. And I've, I know a guy that this happened to. And they, they popped his lung. They punctured his lung. When they did it, collapsed lung. You could just say that. Like, you could just say, oh, yeah, he was going to start a quarterback, but then he 
punctured his lung. The truth is, though, they gave him the reps during the week. Like, they really wanted him to start. Like, it wasn't like a mirage. Um, then we get to uh, Patriots Seahawks. Neither one of us had anything. So I was up six units going into Monday Night Football. And if you can tell, Steve, I'm in a good mood because I had the Raiders, your Las Vegas Raiders, getting five and a half points last night, and they won by 10. So another unit, up seven units for the week for me. Uh, you were down two, Steve, and our best bets, we were one for three. So uh, we were down a unit there on the best bets, unfortunately. Are you ready for week number three in the NFL? Let's do it. All right, Ross, well, let's start. Thursday night football, it's the Miami Dolphins at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jags laying three points. Total is 47. Yeah, I kind of like the Dolphins here. Um, I don't think the Dolphins are a bad team. I don't think they're going to go 0-3. This feels like a field goal game to me one way or the other. So I feel like worst-case scenario, I push. Um, and it just – in the NFL in general, there will be more 1-2 and 2-1 and two and one teams – then there will be 3-0, and or, and in the Dolphins' case, 0-3. I'll put one unit on the Miami Dolphins getting those three points. I'll lean to the Dolphins plus the three. Normally, I hate playing the road team on a Thursday night, but short trip in Florida, so heat and humidity, no issues for the Dolphins here. The one concern, Jacksonville, they were the better team by the second half of last week. Minshew and company are playing very well. I pass. Steve, let's go to the Sunday games in your Las Vegas Raiders on the road in New England where they're getting six points from the Patriots, 47.5 total. I'll lean to the Patriots because I think it's a really good spot for the Pats with the Raiders off this epic, huge Monday night football win against the Saints. I got to wonder, I think they're still hungover from it from last night. However, there's a lot to like about the Raiders, specifically on offense. The young players really coming together. Waller, Jacobs, that offense is for real. And I tell you what, Carr is nothing but disrespected. He is playing like a well above average quarterback. I'll pass. This is a stay away from me. This is tough. My instincts would say Raiders, but Cam threw the ball so well for New England that it makes me a little bit hesitant. I'm kind of with you on the Raiders. You know, they've got that Monday night game. They're so happy. Now they got to play an early body clock game. This is a stay away. I guess I would lean to the Raiders, but this is a stay away for me. All right, Ross, the L.A. Rams at the Buffalo Bills. Bills laying two and a half points with a total of 47 and a half. All right, Steve, I've never initiated one of these before, but I'm going to do it now. So let's talk to me about this, Steve. I'm thinking about teasing both the Rams up to eight and the Vikings to eight and a half. Counsel me on this. Do you feel that's a good move or just take both those teams individually? I like the teaser better. And, you know, Stanford Wong is a noted blackjack player and he wrote a book, Sharp Sports Betting, that outlined basic strategy teasers, which summarized why you want to tease through the three and through the seven. So in general, I can tell you, I almost never bet plus two. I would much rather tease to plus eight. It's a better mathematical bet. So if you like both of those plus twos, I would go ahead and tease them. All right. That's what I'm going to do. I am going to do a two-team 
six-point teaser. I'll tease the Rams up to eight points. I think they have a chance to win that game outright. I think the Rams are playing really well right now, but I certainly think they'll be able to keep it within one score. So I'll tease the Rams up to plus eight, and I will tease the Minnesota Vikings, who are going against the Titans, up to plus eight and a half. I just feel like the Vikings, they, they, I mean, it's now or never. For Otherwise, it's they're not that bad. Like, And I don't think the Titans are that good. So I think the Vikings will keep it close. Two-team, two-unit, six-point teaser, Vikings and the Rams. And I'm going to endorse most basic strategy teasers. So I'll put two units on that as well. My only concern is that the Rams have to fly back to L.A. and then they're going to fly back to the East Coast. So not a good spot for the Rams, but they're playing awesome. Two units on the teaser, best bet. The best bet. Okay, Steve, the Houston Texans are getting four points at the Pittsburgh Steelers with a total of 45. So my power ratings make the Steelers a much bigger favorite in this game, and I'm reluctant to do it because I don't want to play against a desperate 0-2 team, especially one in Houston that just had to play against the two best teams in the NFL in Kansas City and Baltimore. So clearly, this is their winnable game, and we're going to get an all-in effort for Houston. I'll say this. We were worried about Houston having a healthy Cooks on the sideline. Last week, Fuller missed half the plays. He was stretching on the sideline. Houston needs both these guys for Watson to be effective. So let's watch Watson, uh, specifically um, Fuller's health this week to see uh, if Fuller doesn't go or isn't 100%, I would look towards Pittsburgh. I pass. This is a pass for me as well. Pittsburgh seemingly always plays their level of competition. We saw that last week. It cost both of us units. I do think the Texans, this will be the the easiest team they've played as opposed to the Chiefs and the Ravens. And unlike the Ravens, who can stomp you out, the Steelers let you hang around. This is a pass for me. If I would lean one way, it would be with Houston. Okay, Ross, San Francisco 49ers, second week in a row there in New York. They're Jersey. Uh, this time they're playing the Giants. Four and a half point favorites with a total of 41. Yeah, I, I like the Giants. Um, I know they lost Saquon Barkley. Sometimes I feel like they almost go to him too much. Uh, I'm not saying it's a good thing, but they still have their starting quarterback. And I think they're a decent football team. I don't think they're as bad as being 0-2. They're getting four points. The Niners are decimated by injuries. I mean, no Mostert. I don't think Coleman plays. If Jimmy G plays, he'll be hobbling around. We know Bosa's done for the year. We know Solomon Thomas is done for the year. No Saquon hurts the Giants in the long term for sure, but I think they can keep this game close. Again, I'll put a unit on the Giants getting four and a half at home. Yeah, interesting spot for the injury-ravaged 49ers. Remember, last year they stayed east twice. They had two situations. I think weeks one and two they were east, and they stayed in Ohio. And then um, late in the year they were east twice, and they stayed on the east coast. So now they'll be at the um, at the Greenbrier. Uh, but I got to wonder with an injury-ravaged team during a COVID year and all the restrictions and the like, and the issues of being on the road, it's going to be a lot more difficult this year. 
I'm with you, Ross. I am on the New York Giants two units best bet. The best bet. The next game, Steve, it's a Titans are laying two and a half points at the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, well, well, we're not doing that because we already did the teaser, right? So we'll just skip That's that. That's right. Just the teaser for me on the Vikings. Okay. That's all. All right. So then the next game is Washington. They're getting seven points at the Cleveland Browns, 44 the total. All right. I'm going to stick with the fade of the Washington football team where they benefited from that week one matchup, their D-line against the Eagles. And they're still overrated. I don't like at all what I see from Haskins at quarterback. And I like the fact that Cleveland moved up and down the field against the Bengals, but somehow did not get the cover much to uh, Ross Tucker's delight. I will lay the seven here, two units. Wow. Uh, I think I'm going to go the other way, Steve. I think, I'm gonna, I think we're going to go head-to-head here. Um, I think Washington will be able to at least hang with Cleveland. Wouldn't be surprised if they get a backdoor cover, uh, maybe a push. I'll put one unit on Washington. I don't think that they're good, but I don't think Cleveland is Arizona either. And Washington almost got the cover last week against Arizona. So one unit on Washington. We'll go head-to-head on that one. Ross, the Cincinnati Bengals at your Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles laying 6.5 points. 46.5 is our total in this one. Yeah, and look, I think the Eagles probably win the game, but I don't know how you can watch what they've done so far and and lay this many points with them, especially the way Burrow has played. I'm going to put um, – I'll put nah, – I'll just go one unit. I don't feel great about it. I feel good about it. I'll put one unit on the Bengals getting those six and a half points and Joey backdoor gets me another backdoor cover. Boy, I got to tell you, Whenever a bad team, and make no question about it, the Bengals are a bad team right now. Whenever a bad team gets the cover for you, Ross, I'm very inclined to go ahead and say, all right, I got away with that one. Let's not push it because that defense got absolutely run over by the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Philly's desperate. Philly needs the game like blood. I'll pass. All right, Steve. Chicago at Atlanta. Atlanta laying three and a half points. The total, 47.5. So my power ratings have Chicago the slightly better team. Catching 3.5, that should be a no-brainer, but I can't do it. I can't do it because I don't trust Mitchell Trubisky. I don't like the fact the Bears got shut out in the second half, being ultra-conservative. The coaching staff doesn't trust Trubisky. And this Atlanta team, uh, at 0-2, desperate against a Bears team, that is a phony 2-0, and I'll lean Bears. This is a tough one for me. I might have to check uh, the BetQL app or BetQL.com where I'm already a subscriber because I put the code in Ross20 for 20% off my first payment and see if this is one of their best bet algorithms because everything in my body, Steve, is telling me to take the Falcons and lay the points. I don't think the Bears are good. I don't think the Bears can score with the Falcons. I think the Falcons are going to score 20-some points. I don't have faith that Trubisky, even with that putrid Falcons pass defense, I don't have faith that Trubisky can score that many points. I just don't like that the number is three and a half. Um, 
I'm still going to do it, though. And even without consulting the BetQL app or the BetQL.com with all their algorithms and data, I'm going to lay the this, – this goes against a lot of things I believe in, but I'm going to lay the three-and-a-half points with the Atlanta Falcons. I think they win. I wouldn't be surprised if they win by double digits. I have saw what happened with these teams, both these teams the first two weeks, and I'm going to put this in the their due category. The Bears are due for a loss. Falcons are due for a win. I don't think the Bears can score with the Falcons. I'm actually putting two units on the Atlanta Falcons laying the three and a half. All right, Ross. The New York Jets are not very good. They're getting ten and a half points from the Colts in Indianapolis. Is ten and a half points enough? Total forty three and a half. I'm not. I'm not laying ten and a half points. Uh, this is a stay away for me. I know the Jets are an absolute mess. I don't think the Colts are really that great. Let's put it this way. Colts aren't good enough for me to lay 10 and a half points. I'm not doing that. And the Jets aren't good enough to be betting on them, period. Let's pass. All right, next game, Steve. It's Carolina at the Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers laying seven with a total of 43 and a half. Whoa, what's this? The Chargers are laying the seven. Well, the Chargers are the type of team we want to be getting the seven, not laying I tell you what, Carolina, that offense is playing very well. And I could easily see the Chargers after their home run effort, keeping it close against Kansas City. Now they have a quarterback controversy on top of it. They have a coach that is painfully conservative. Anthony Lynn, stop thinking about what you should do. Just go ask Kansas City, hey, what would you like me to do here with fourth and one in overtime? Oh, you want me to, to go ahead and go for it? Or you want me to punt? I'll punt. I mean, come on. It's so obvious. And these coaches are so damn conservative. Okay, I ranted. I like the seven. Two units. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Um, I, I don't really understand this line. I think they're putting too much into Christian McCaffrey. I think it'll be Herbert again. And now I think Carolina will know it's Herbert again. I'll put two units on Carolina getting the seven points as well. I think they got a chance to win the game. I think they'll at least keep it close. Two units, Carolina. The best bet. The Arizona Cardinals laying five and a half points at home against the Detroit Lions with a total of 54 and a half, Ross. Yeah, so I know that the Lions are probably due or blah, blah, blah. I don't think the Lions are that good. I think the Cardinals are. I'll lay the two units again with the Cardinals. I, I, I think Kyler Murray is in a different stratosphere than a lot of these other guys right now. I think the Cardinals are on a roll. I'm doing it again, laying the five and a half points, two units with the Arizona Cardinals. I'm going to pass, but I love what Kingsbury is doing in terms of the ultra aggression, continuing to throw with the lead. That might make the difference in this game in terms of Arizona keeping the lead. Uh, I'll pass the game, though. Steve, what about Tampa Bay? They're uh, laying six points on the road at the Denver Broncos. Total is 43. So I get it. Denver has some major, major injuries across the board, and now Drew Locke is out. However, the game's in altitude. It's in September. Teams are out of shape and not in game shape, and it's difficult to play in the altitude. So major advantage, Denver. And I am just not a Tom Brady 
uh, fan anymore. I think that Brady is massively overrated. I'll go ahead and take Denver two units plus six. Wow. I think there's, a, in my opinion, whether it's Herbert or Driscoll, there's like an advantage when these guys come into the game or they play and you're not ready for them. I think it's different when you prepare for them all week. And I think Tampa is going to win this game by a touchdown or more as they continue to get better and they get Chris Godwin back. So I'm going to lay the six points on the row with the Bucks one unit. Dallas, Ross, uh, they are getting four and a half points at the Seattle Seahawks. Total is 55 and a half. That number seems about right to me. Um, you know, I, I, I like Seattle. Russell Wilson's playing out of his mind, but Cowboys really started to pour it on in the second half against Atlanta, moving the football. So this is a stay away for me. I'm on Dallas here. I'm going to make the case Dallas is underrated. What happened last week? They really outplayed Atlanta completely. Now, why were they only 0.1% chance to win the game, if that's the case? Three turnovers, two failed fake punts. So essentially five turnovers, and you're still in the game. And I got to – with Mike McCarthy, he is getting a raw deal because the media loves to pile on anyone that is doing things that are not conventional. I love fake punts. Hey, they didn't work. I still love the fact – that he's going ahead and being aggressive because the second that you punt in a game like that where there's no defense anyways, it's a, in many ways a mini turnover. And as far as this McCarthy going for two down nine, it's a slam dunk. It's solved by inspection, obvious to mathematicians. And the reason being you go for two when you're down nine, what if you don't get it? Now you got the rest of the game to game plan that you got to go super ultra fast because you need two scores. You don't kick the extra point, which you could miss, by the way, with kickers missing extra points. But um, you got to go for two anyways. So what difference does it make if you go for two earlier versus later? Well, if you go for two later, the game can essentially be over because you're not managing the clock properly. You go for two earlier in the game. It's absolutely the proper call. Stop piling on McCarthy for doing the right thing when everyone else does the wrong thing. I like it, Steve. All right, Sunday night football, Steve. The Green Bay Packers are getting three points at the New Orleans Saints. Total is 53 wow. and a half. So starting the year, the Saints were supposed to win 10 and a half games and the Packers eight and a half to nine. So the Saints were considered much better than the Packers. What a difference a couple games have made where this spread now is only three. But I got to tell you, Rodgers is playing tremendous football and that Packer team has massively overperformed versus expectations. And the Saints, Drew Brees, he threw a couple balls that you have to go ahead and be concerned about. That interception he threw at the end of the first half where he just didn't see the coverage underneath. Uh, I don't know if Brees is already thinking about how he's going to be announcing. Maybe he'll be announcing with you next year, Ross Tucker. So uh, I think uh, I don't want any part of New Orleans right now. I'll pass the game. Uh, I'm going to take the Packers in the points. I, I just think that they're a much better team. I don't like what I've seen from New Orleans offensively or defensively. You're going to give me three points with Rodgers in FU mode. I'll take it. Packers getting two uh, Packers two units getting those three points. And especially no home crowd advantage in New Orleans. All right, Ross, Monday night football, the final game of the week, obviously. 
Kansas City at the Baltimore Ravens. Kansas City getting three and a half points with a total of 53 and a half. Yeah, I think this is the right line. Um, I, I think the Ravens win the game. I think the Ravens are the better team. But I'm not going to give Patrick Mahomes three and a half points and bet against him. Would not be surprised if the Ravens win it by more than that. But I'm a little hesitant to do that because he is, after all, Patrick Mahomes. So it's just a lean to the Ravens for me. I make the game Baltimore four right now. I do have Baltimore clearly the best team in the NFL. I'm going to go ahead and throw out a bonus bet here. And it's based upon this line, which I feel is roughly correct. So think about this. Baltimore's laying three and a half against Kansas City. That means they should win this game well over 60% of the time. If Baltimore wins this game, now they suddenly have a game and a half lead against Kansas City because they'll have the tie breaks in a one-game lead. And we would have every expectation Baltimore will have the best record in the NFL. Well, why is that important? Only one team gets a bye this year in the NFL playoffs, so it becomes mega important to get the number one seed. With the NFC contenders all crumbling like three-day-old cake, uh, there's no one in the NFC right now I'm concerned about. Uh, Baltimore Ravens, 5-1 to one to win the Super Bowl. Three units, best bet. Wow. Steve, that was awesome. I like it. I like it quite a bit. Um, uh, and I totally understand your logic. What an awesome Even Money podcast. Tell your friends, tell everybody that they should be subscribing and listening to this show each and every week. The show that helps you win. That's what we do consistently over the last five years. He is Steve at Fezzik Sports. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL everywhere on social media. Check out the other shows as well. Other than that, good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.